Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get ready to rumble! It's 90 Day Fiancé time with my co-host. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And we are talking about everything 90 Day Fiancé happily ever after. Uh, how you doing, Koopa <laughs> I am awesome. I, I, I will tell you this. I am doing way better than these 90 Dayers because... I really want to know what the heck TLC is doing. What is TLC Sharp Entertainment doing? Because good gravy. I, I mean, we have a couple that no one wants to talk about. We have rehashed stuff. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So actually, there is something that I I did want to speak about. Um, we don't, you know, you guys know we normally don't talk about Ed and Liz, but something came up on social media about the supposed fight that they're talking about, where he's claiming that Liz is a lesbian or was formerly a lesbian or whatever. Um. Well the boyfriend of the woman in question is really really teed off and he's demanding an apology from ed um because that was some sort of insider joke and i guess because of all of the stress liz got upset but that's what when they realized that liz was like stressed out they started consoling her and since the cameras were off for that segment, Ed decided to make it for TV. And, you know, the boyfriend is really not happy about that. And he's letting everyone know that will listen. His girlfriend has never, ever, ever been a lesbian. So he really is demanding an apology for her from Ed. It's so disgusting. Even watching them on TV makes it even worse. It's just how, why are they still on their television screens again? I don't I, know. I don't know. I, I wish TLC would just like cancel him already. Mm-hmm. But that I, I did want to clear that up for anyone that is watching. And I know we normally don't talk about them, but that was something that I found very, very interesting. Um, you know, and that's the first time I've heard a third party, especially one that hasn't been seen on television, really demand an apology. Got it. So. No, but it's great that you've cleared the air and found that information out. And again, it's just so hurtful. It's disgusting. Watching this whole episode and most of them, most of it is them. I had to fast forward it. It makes my life so much easier because you know what? I can care less about them. They're both toxic for each other. And why are they still on our television screens? I have no idea. I mm-hmm. asked TLC that on Twitter yesterday. For real. So 
oh it's just like ugh Mm-hmm. but yeah let's get into some real couples let's let's talk about these other couples i think we should actually get into angela and michael mm. um <laughs> you know the funny thing is after the whole ripping of the car like she hulk michael decides that he wants to meet with angela because she is determined she's just going to leave the country and she's had enough but her friend Renee says, you know, maybe you should actually meet with him and talk to him and not just leave so hastily. After all, this is your marriage on the line. So he decides to ask her out for drinks. But it seems like Angela got there quite early before he did. And he, when he comes in, she's already been drinking. So she's really not hearing anything that he has to say. She's not being rational at all. And she's demanding to have his phone put in her purse. But I will say this, Michael, you look kind of guilty grabbing the purse and holding the purse all the time. That was that was really weird. I mean, if you're just going to leave it there, just leave it there. But you constantly grabbing the purse was... A pretty strange move. Um, But again, she wouldn't let him talk. And he wanted to try to demand answers from her. But I think she was just a little bit too inebriated to have the conversation. So I, I think that's really what it was, was she just couldn't deal you know and maybe her nerves got the best of her that that was the reason she was doing it but it wasn't a good look and you know kudos to michael for standing up to himself but i do i think that this is a couple that should still be together i'm really not too sure i originally thought they weren't going to even walk down the aisle but who knows? I haven't seen any real Michael sightings in the United States. There is still a possibility he could come because she is dragging out this trip longer and longer and longer. And her attorney did tell her that she doesn't have that much time. She doesn't have a lot of time before the K-1 visa is approved. So she needs to either get back to the States and figure out whether, you know, he's going to come or if she's going to just let this be while she's in Nigeria. Because if not, you know, she's 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 got a lot of honestly, she's got a lot of thinking to do. That is that is the real gist of it she does have a lot of thinking to do so i don't i don't know where this couple would go but i will say this social media is calling her toxic which i i don't i can't dispute that because how do you go to someone's house and tear up their car like you know so mm. but We will see where this couple goes because, trust me, we have quite a few 
you know, we do have a few more episodes to go. So I don't know what to say about them. But let's get into Yara and Jovi. So Yara and Jovi are preparing for Jovi to actually go back to work. And he's leaving like, I don't know if it's like early, early in the morning or late at night, but he's getting ready to catch a flight. Remember, he works three, like a month on and a month off. So he's getting ready to leave for the next few weeks. And it's actually, you know, the crazy part is Yara hasn't received her green card yet, but she is still, you know, really, really stayed and steady on going to Europe and possibly to the Ukraine with Mila. Now, the funny thing is, Jovi is not saying that she can't go to Ukraine. Jovi just wants her to think about it and possibly just wait until he comes back because this way, you know, he can make sure where they're going, what they're doing, as opposed to her just going over there and just running and trying to help. I mean, and we can't blame her. You know, she knows her friends and her family are in trouble so and especially since she hasn't seen her mom in a while so one of the things that she does want to go to Prague and see her mom and let her mom see Myla in person but uh, it's just really really crazy but she does finally agree like right before Jovi leaves that hey you know what she will wait for him to come back and this way they can, you know, kind of, um, you know, solve or figure out how they're, what they're going to do when they go to Europe. So the crazy part is she does meet up with, as she calls her, Mrs. Gwen and tells, you know, this is quite a little bit after Jovi leaves, or actually they say two weeks later. So it's two weeks later after Jovi leaves, she meets up with Mrs. Gwen, with Myla, and they go painting and have a little outing. And, you know, she explains that she just received her green card like a week after Jovi left. So she's like really ready to go to Europe at any time. But she does explain to her that hey, you know, she's waiting for Jovi to come back so that they can go to Europe. But, you know, after all, Mama Gwen is not happy with that information. And who can blame her? You know, she's thinking of her her child and her grandchild in a possibly war-torn area, you know. And again, we cannot blame Yara for wanting to help, but this may not be the best time to travel. Who knows? And, you know, we were seeing all the stuff that was going on over there and we were seeing all the pleas and cries for help. So I can't blame her for wanting to look out for them. I mean, what did you think about that? 
Well, for me, it, it's, I feel the same way. Like she wants to help and I get it. She wants to bring Myla. She wants her mom to meet her, but you know, it's like, like Jovi says, we have to think about what's safe for our family at this point. Mama Gwen. Yes. Like, you know, I'm sorry. She's got another grandparent. Like <laughs> she's got to see her too, but I feel like it's just so much happening at this moment. Cause this is right at the beginning. Of course we're not, it's she's seeing it at the way she's seeing it at her at her time well when i see it through my television screen which i feel like it was different compared to all these news channels especially being in canada it was a bit different she's probably seeing it directly from online sources and everything and also on the news but you know i wouldn't do that i wouldn't want to bring my son over to a war zone potentially a war zone you just don't know what can happen i get it that her mom like you know she wants her and myla to meet but at the end of the day it's the safety of her child that's the thing it's like i get it i can't i can't fault her for that but again this is something that's you know is really kind of uh, i don't know it's really tough it's really tough it's 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 how can i put it you can't blame her but at the same time you kind of don't want her to go because you don't want her to be in danger but it, it like you said it's a really tough situation it really is like, you know, kudos to her for making those decisions. But again, it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. So we'll see what happens because it looks like they do get to Europe next week and they meet up with, you know, Yara's mom and she gets to see Myla. And so we'll find out what happens while they're there. We'll see. So who did you want to talk about? Let's talk about Jenny and Samit here because Jenny's getting a lot of slack about what happened last night. So, you know, Jenny and Samit honeymoons over people, but we find out that the honeymoon, uh, the last night of their honeymoon went from rocking the rolling to help. Yeah. <laughs> my <that> stomach. Was, <laughs> that was kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Jenny. I don't know what you're doing, but uh, it seems like you guys should leave the Kama Sutra Yoga in the class. Maybe may I have to say maybe Jenny was right on this one. She knows she knows enough, and they should have left it there. <laughs> oh my god! But you know, from Samit's perspective. Um, poor horse on that cowgirl because uh sorry that poor horse oh my i don't even know where am i going with this you guys know what i'm talking about <laughs> basically she did cowgirl <laughs> position on samit she was very excited and apparently um samit stomach got not stomach i forgot what he his said belly button his belly button got <laughs> I, I don't even want to imagine that happening, but his belly button got detached and he had some issues. And so now he has other issues that need to heal. So, yeah, there's that. And yes, I am literally scrunching my face because it's like, oh my gosh. 
Uh, but yeah, that happened. So <laughs> they they finished. They talked about this, and the funny thing is, they're talking about it. So matter of fact, like, yeah, that happened. What? Okay. Yeah. No. 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 But they're leaving, you know, and they're going back to the house. And the funny thing is, Jenny's not really happy with going home. She's like, now we have to go back to that house. So they're going back to their original apartment because remember, they were renting somewhere else so that his family wouldn't find them. But, you know, they're going back to the original apartment that they had. And... It seems like, you know, I don't know if you want to call it delusional or if he doesn't believe that his parents are done with him. But Samit is determined to try to either make amends or make his parents speak to him again. I feel like it's crazy. You know, I was looking when I was looking at the segment, I was just like, Samit, you're going to have to get over with it. Like it's done. Like give your parents some space, find yourself, enjoy your married life. Because of course this is what's affecting their marriage is his parents of not accepting them. You know, I get what is it for him? Like, you know, I I don't want to sound like I'm encouraging it, that he should stay away from his parents. It's more of this. It's more of like, what are you gaining from this? There's always going to be a fight. They're never going to accept Jenny. What's the point? Really? What is it? You've cried about having your happiness and living your best life with your wife, Jenny. You haven't now continue with that because that's what you're there for at this point. You wanted to get married to her. You want to make, you know, each other happy. This is it. Focus on that. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm so over this. Oh, my parents, my parents, my parents. Samit, do they have money? Is that what you want? The inheritance? Because your brother's going to get everything now? Like, is that what it is? Let's let's be real here. I know. I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Because like you said, he fought in the beginning. He was so unhappy. And he wanted them to see him happy with Jenny. And he got what he wanted. But now he's like, uh, I have to go see my parents. I have to go see my parents. I have to go see my parents. So I, I don't know. I really don't know, you know, or I either that or he really thought by taking a stand that at some point they were just going to say, oh, okay. (sighs) But yeah, no. Like, give it up already, Samit. I'm sorry. Just focus on your marriage, which is with Jenny. Have your fun. You fought for this marriage. You fought for your love. You know, you're just going to have to let your parents go. I just feel like at this point, it's more because of the inheritance. I don't know what they got, but he's just so eager to want to make amends. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So who did you want to talk about next? Because we actually have two couples left. We have Bilal and Shaida, and we have Libby and Andre. Kim and Aspen? Oh, I forgot about Kim and... You know, I think maybe because I'm so darn over Kimberly. Mm. Like, I couldn't even... If you guys noticed, I really didn't tweet about Kimberly yesterday. I I, I guess, let, let's talk about Kimberly and us, men. <laughs> let's just do it. Uh, Lord, Short and quick. Mercy. 
yeah, short and quick. So, of course, they're going to the, you know, his mother's house, which really seems like a repeat of baby girl Lisa's story with a twist. So, you know, he goes, he brings her and the family is sitting there. He introduces her to the family. But this time they're not having it. Mm. They're they're really not having it. His mother, you know, his brothers are explaining that his mother wants to see her grandchildren. She wants to see him with a woman that's going to give him grandchildren. Not only is that the requirement, but that she be a woman from Nigeria of the Hausa tribe. So they're not going to accept Kimberly at all. I'm not getting why he would think he would be able to pull this off a second time. And as they are telling him what they will accept, what they want, what's going on, the cow that Kimberly ordered shows up or the bull that she ordered as a present shows up. And they even focus on that stating, hey, the last woman you brought here bought a goat. Now you're bringing us a cow. You know, they're not happy with this. They're not happy with the situation at all. They're not agreeing to it. They would rather him marry someone from his own country. Someone much younger that can provide children, you know. And his brother even says, I don't know why he keeps falling for this type of woman. So, you know, and, and Kimberly keeps trying to come in and say, hey, can I say something? Can I say something? Can I say something? They're not letting her say anything because they don't want to hear what she has to say. No, they don't. They really don't. And you know what? She's obviously going to say no. Usman's mom has said it from the beginning, like, nope, nope, nope marry a younger woman you know it's just like why do you always keep bringing these older women here like come on i i don't know i i agree with you i'm so over this it's so repetitive it's we know he's only there for the green card he wants to be the international superstar and win a grammy that's all he's there for he's definitely just there for the grammy which i don't that's what he's going to get but i mean it's not to say that he won't get a grammy if he stays in nigeria but (laughs) i don't know i don't know either i honestly don't know anyways enough about kim and usman you know, mom, at least you're getting free animals that you can literally resell, keep the money for. Or like Kimberly says, she could chop it up and sell it. She could chop it up and sell the meat. Yeah, that's the funny thing. I, I, I was thinking that I'm like, well, 
if he keeps bringing women that the women that they don't want home, they'll definitely have food. They'll have food for I don't know a couple months. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. Anyways, let's move on from Kimberly and Usman. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, Libby and Andre kind of really irritated me. You know, they're at the process where they're on their way to um, the courthouse, I believe it was, to get interviewed or whatever they have it. I'm sorry, I don't, I didn't catch the name. It was the USI, the, the USIS or something. I don't know. Again, I'm the US Canadian CIS one. Yes, or the US <laughs> Embassy. They had to go to immigration services. That, there that's we go. Like the short, that's the short and sweet of it. They went to immigration services. <laughs> Thank you. So they're heading over there. Of course, they're both nervous. They're scared because they're not sure what Andre's status is going to be like. And let's be real here. You know, when they're both anxious and they're nervous, they really get each other irritated and it seems like obviously cameras cannot go in during that process but they're coming back inside the car they're on their way home and all of a sudden tension is like the worst you know they're going to kill each other at this point you know apparently one of the questions that they've asked is what year did you guys meet and Libby thought it was okay the first time they actually spoke was through um, I guess online was the first time they spoke or something like that. And she said the date incorrectly. And apparently they, they answered as no, you guys didn't. That's the wrong answer. And he's just like, she's just like, well, how could that be? Like, I know when I met my husband and apparently in her defense, she's trying to say that they didn't specify like, how did they meet? Was it online? Was it in person? Was it, you know, what was it actually how they met? Um, when they first dated, like, I don't know, like she was just trying to figure out, like, you know, she probably, she thought it was the initial time they actually spoke. So when they're really pissed off and seeing him pissed off makes me feel like he's verbally abusive of her. And it just really irritates me. Another one. It kind of reminded me of Ed. It was just so disgusting. Yeah, he was quite verbally abusive to her. And that, and I think that was the crazy part. Now, for those that don't understand why, uh, you know, they're not allowed inside, it's simply because no matter what, at that point, they are going before a judge. These are federal cases and they're not allowed. Remember, um, 90 Day Fiance has nothing really to do with immigration or any of the federal things that these fiancés or couples have to go through. So they're not allowed inside. Yeah, they're really not allowed. But overall, with this whole situation with Libby and Andre, it really got verbally abusive. He's like telling her what, like, don't tell your family. You shouldn't tell them anything. And she's worrying. She's just like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't want L.A. to to really you know i really wanted her to grow up into the united states and be able to be close to be family to be close with family if i can talk and you know she just was worried about everything like what am i going to do like what am, what could i do if i if we move to moldova like what are my possibilities and andre's just like you know what you need to stop there's many possibilities we don't have to talk to your family this is what we really wanted and here we are let's just you know pack your bags and we'll get out like it's it's just brutal the way he handles the situation it was literally what was going through my mind is that poor refrigerator that got murdered to pieces that's basically the conversation with him and uh and libby basically 
We can't forget the refrigerator. We literally cannot forget the refrigerator. <laughs> no, we can't. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's he's just really brutal with her. He's super brutal with her. But yeah, I I this is another couple I'm wishing they would just get off of our televisions. Seriously. Oh, I agree. I don't know what's taking so long. Why do we keep seeing them? We do not need to see them anymore. So let's move on to Shaida and Bilal, which I felt really bad for her. Oh, my gosh. And this man's just sitting there and just, oh, my God, no emotion. Well, that's the crazy part is, but Bilal has never showed any emotion. I, I think that's that's the one part that we're truly, truly missing is Bilal has never showed and shown any emotion toward her, toward this thing. He because he refuses to be upfront about the fact that he does not want children. I mean, just say it already, dude. You don't want kids. But you know, he's not going to say that. He's not going to be upfront about this. Why should he? But they are called back into Dr. Marabili's office, I think that's his name. Um, and he tells them that, you know, time is really of the essence for them to have a child. Like, they need to look at six months or kind of really look at other options right now. And this is when you see Bilal's face go like, oh my gosh. Because he was really banking on really trying to push it out two years. And I'm going, why is this man trying to push and push and push? Is it that you're so convinced she's going to leave you if you don't give her a baby? Like what? What's going on? But that's the crazy part is, but he won't budge on the baby issue. It's really sad. As soon as the doctor said that, it was just like, dude, like, why are you doing this to her? Like, why? You know, this is in the contract. You know, what's the sad part is that he'd rather give her the money because she made that arrangement saying like, well, you know, you have to give me $40,000 if this doesn't work out. And that's the sad thing. He's willing to give the money to her instead of having another child. And I don't understand that. Like, Okay, he keeps saying, well, you know, having children isn't easy. We know having children isn't easy, but you pretty much called your kids a burden. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get the whole, you know, where he's going with this or why he's doing this. He he either needs to like, but then he's like, well, I don't want her to leave. I don't want her to leave. Well, then have a baby, dude. Like, it's not that hard. You signed the contract that that's what was going to happen. So, and you you wanted her to sign a prenup. That was her stipulation. So, you need to honor your end of the stipulation. It's so true. It's so true. It's it's just so sad to watch her and really wanting this. You know, Shaida has grown on to me from the beginning of when we saw her saying, hallelujah, this is the house that I'm living in to like, now she's going through the ringer with this man and him not it's just beating around the bush about having children. It's really sad. And I agree with you. He really actually like making it seem like his children are a burden. Like, oh my gosh. 
I don't know where this couple is going to go, truly. I mean, I really want this couple to work out, but who knows? They've been making TikToks and everything else together on social media, but we will see because it looks like they're going to have this family dinner and everybody wants to know what's going to happen next. And Bilal's still sitting there looking like a deer in headlights. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So overall, what did you think of this episode before we wrap this up? It was okay. I mean, I, I think, you know, TLC needs to pick it up. I would have figured that they would have picked it up by now, but it doesn't look like it for this season. I agree. I agree. You know what? I'll be honest. Not many people are are not watching it. And we knew that from the beginning because of the cast members that have come back. Uh, but you know we're still recapping it for those who just want to listen and kind of see what's going on and for those who are following on television thank you guys for your support don't forget to check out cqp moments podcast and queenpin and the mingwen and that's all we have for now bye guys i'm anthony and i'm jessica with the beautiful feet podcast Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queenpin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And, and you're you listening, are to listening to a little bit of everything, everything with Angelica. That's it for now, and thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, 